Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Zealous Conversations, episode eight. Eight? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> episode seven, uh, we're going to be talking about serving, um, yeah, serving we, others. We should tell them about the tragedy of the podcast, oh, though. Oh, man. All right. So we're, we're using better microphones because we were listening to our own podcast and we're very disappointed. <laughs> so we did we felt bad for you upgrade all. the microphone. So. And... We lost a whole podcast yes. because of the bad microphones. Right. It was our first interview podcast. It was, unfortunately. And it was a great interview. I was I was in tears. It, it was a great interview. It was great. And uh, unfortunately, and y'all won't be able to hear that. It's gone. So uh, maybe we can get another interview sometime. Uh, we're looking we ahead. Next week. Next yes, week. we're looking ahead to another interview. Yes. Um, but yes, unfortunately. So from now on. Because of the pity we felt for you all hearing our podcast. <laughs> I'm watching you try to drink your coffee. <laughs> uh, uh, we're just trying to make this sound better. So this is new equipment. Let us know if you like it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you will. Um, anyway, so we're talking about serving. Today's comes, topic. Yeah, what comes to your mind when, I think of, when you think of serving? Today's topic for Christian discussion is serving. Uh, if I'm not in a Christian context, I think of serving. I think of the waitress at the uh, mm-hmm. cafe. Rositas. At Rositas, yes. If I'm in the Christian context, then I think of the devout missionary struggling on the foreign field uh, far away from home and what a noble gesture of service. But I think what we would like to bring up is that Serving others is something Christians can do in their everyday life, in their everyday world, within the circles of their relationships. Uh, it is is not we're not literally talking about service. I don't think we're talking about service as a grand gesture. We're just talking about living in the world with everybody else and being nice to people, serving them, meeting a need in some way. Yeah, that makes sense. When I think of serving, I recount my days at the college ministry in BSM when we were out in the, we called it the breezeway at Tamu. Uh, we'd go and serve sandwiches and we would serve uh, aguas frescas and, you know, just find a way to help the students. We would host uh, pancakes, breakfast, midnight breakfast. Uh, like during, during finals week, mm-hmm. we were trying to help all these students on campus and serving them and uh, getting to know them and, and ministering to them. That's the context of Christian serving. When I uh, think of, you know, non-Christian serving, I, I still think of waiters and waitresses and, um, you know, working for somebody, serving them in that way. You know, something that always comes up, or it's come up through my life periodically. You're still a young man. I'm an old man. That's the that's the vibe of this deal. Yes. Uh, Advanced in years. What will happen is your phone will ring and some dude will talk to you and you know all of a sudden you know oh no i know what he's fixing to ask because you know what is going on in his life he's moving he needs people to come over and help him move (laughs) you're like oh rats but you got to go do it i mean he's your friend you know so you know your neighbors uh, the lady of the house has a flat tire and you go over and change the flat tire for her and and if if at all possible, you say, listen, I like to help people because Jesus has been such a help to me. You're trying to put some Jesus in your service because we serve because Jesus served. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. So 
Uh, we got some scriptures that we're going to talk about that'll hopefully get us more in depth about what it means to serve. Uh, the gift of serving, you know, and why it's important that we we serve our neighbors, we serve our friends, uh, in that uh, in this way, in this Christian way. So, uh, I believe you've got a text you want to yeah, share. Yeah, uh, John thirteen is the story of the Lord's Supper uh, when the Lord and His disciples had the Passover meal for the last time in the upper room, and when they got there, nobody washed their feet. Very customary back in that day when people wore sandals, walked everywhere, dusty roads, feet would get dirty. Particularly for fancy meals, you reclined at the table. So some old, somebody's old stinky, dirty feet are right there behind your head while you're eating. Well, that's mm. no good. So you want to have uh, your feet washed. And the most humble servant in the house is the one that's supposed to wash the feet. And the disciples and Jesus get to their location and nobody washed their feet. And you didn't see any of those disciples saying, oh, hold on, guys, wait a minute. Nobody washed our feet. I'll do it. Mm. No, no, because that would have been very low. That would have been very menial. So the Bible says that Jesus did it. He himself. So it says, uh, so when he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water in a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. And he gets to Peter, and Peter says, no way. You're, you're not supposed to wash my feet. Jesus said, you have to let me do it. You have to let me minister to you. There's a lot more in that foot washing than just the simple act of service, which is the greatness of being a Christian when we do something for others. There's more to it than that. Yeah, I like that you said that it's the most humble servant, you know, the, the one that gets down and, and washes the feet of others. And Jesus himself is doing it. And he, and he says to them, after washing their feet, verse 12, he put on his robe and he sat down and he said, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. Uh, and since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. So our very Lord and Savior... Mm-hmm. said, I'm doing this, and I want you to see me doing this. Doesn't he say also in that, like just a little bit after, unless I wash you, you cannot be called mine? That's when he's having the discussion with Peter. Right. The theological depth of the washing. Oh, that's oh, that was right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But yeah, the thing is, if Jesus is able to get down on the floor, strip down, use a little towel, wash old dirty man feet, you know, what can I not do? He's demonstrating humility. Yes. I like to think I'm humble. Uh, as a matter of I fact, I think most people do like to think they're I, humble. I think I'm the most humble person I know. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend who said, I've got a book. I'm, I'm going to write a book about humility. Humility and how I achieved it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we see Jesus, he himself, uh, teacher, Messiah, get down on his hands and knees and wash the feet of the disciples. And Peter's like, yo, what are you doing? This, you're, You know... There's no way I'm letting you wash my feet. Look at who you are and look at who I am. That, that is the nature of the objection, yeah. Yeah, and the, there's no way. How could I ever let you wash my feet? And he says, you know, unless I, unless I wash your feet, you know, you can't be called mine. Um, and that kind of just makes me think of the text that I have, Matthew, Matthew 20, 28. It says, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others 
and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus himself, that was Matthew 20, 28. Uh, Jesus himself came to serve others and, and be an example that we should follow. Uh, and we see that here in this text, plain as day. You know, Jesus himself, um, he, he put it upon himself to, to get down and, and wash the feet of his disciples. To, uh, I mean, think about how gross their feet were back yeah. then. No, <laughs> that's yeah. so ugly to think about. Yeah, there weren't any such thing as <coughs> pedicures going on uh, back moisturizers then. Moisturizers and <laughs> yeah. foot creams, CeraVe. Old cracked heels. Oh, yeah. Ugh. And they had, I'm sure it was just like sandals, you know, chanclas. With open-toed, dusty, <laughs> dusty feet, man, and uh, he did that because he loved. He did that not because he was obligated, or he was like, "Ah, oh, fine, you guys aren't doing it, I'll do it." He did it because yes, he didn't do it from a sense of being put out mm-mm. or anything like that. He did it because he loves, and he wanted others to know. And because he did not come to be served, but to serve. But to serve. Philippians two six. Though he was God. He did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privilege and took the humble position of a slave. We always are about position. Uh, You walk into a room and you look around and say, okay, who's uh, who's in this room? Well, I'm I'm bigger than them. I'm more important than him. uh, Oh, I'm in charge of the room. I didn't know it. You know, who's the biggest? Who's the baddest? Who's the prettiest? This is... A huge part of being a human being in our world and uh, Jesus gave up all that didn't care about status didn't care about how anybody looked didn't care well as whose role is it to serve he said you know I'll serve it's it's not a big deal I'll, I'll serve and we need to be like that the great challenge to us is to be that humble in our thinking and to be like Christ Blessed are the meek, one of the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, we were called to be like Christ, and Christ was humble. He mm-hmm. was humble in his attitude, and he didn't do anything out of spite or uh, aggression. He did it out of love and compassion. And we ought to be the same way and serve others. Um, service to others isn't, you know, getting walked on and stepped on, but it's, I, I think of Raymond. I mean, he does so much for this church, and he serves us in a way that, Many people don't even recognize behind the scenes. Yeah, he does a lot of service behind the scenes. And it's easier to get Christian. It's easier to get anybody to serve. Uh, what do you call air quotes to serve? Mm. If you're going to recognize them for it, if you, at the end of their oh, service yeah. you're going to have them stand up in front of everybody, and say, hey, look at these people. These were our servants today. Yay! Let's clap for our servants. You know. You get people to do things like that because they're going to get recognition. People like recognition. We have to divorce service from recognition for it to really be Christ-like. And that's that's the big trick. Is your yeah? It makes me think: Is your character uh, that of a servant? Because character is what you do. You know, character is who you are behind closed doors when nobody's looking, when nobody's watching. You know, are you willing to still serve and still willing to, you know, minister to others even if it means you don't get recognized? for the service and the ministering you're doing. I really, we can, I want us to, you know, briefly stay in the church world, but mainly I want us to go outside of the church world, but within the church world, uh, I'm a pastor, I've been a youth minister, I've been in church a long time, you recruit people, hey, we need uh, somebody to teach the men's Bible study class for the next year, uh, hey, we need somebody to head up the uh, women's ministry 
we need somebody to be the coordinator for VBS. You get one kind of response. Then you say, hey, we need somebody to sit in the nursery with the babies. And you get this whole other kind of response. Mm-hmm. You know, does the job, does the service I'm doing come with some sort of status? Mm. Or is it, you know, hey, it's Sunday morning. Uh, one of the little kids just had an accident in the nursery. Uh, deacon, so-and-so, will you go in there and clean up after the kid? You know, that's another level there. You know, nobody's going to see me back there in the nursery cleaning up after that kid. That's a load. You know, don't we have a janitor for that? I mean, mm. I don't want to do that job. Let me be the one that's leading the ministry over here. I'll serve Jesus that way. Yeah. Well, when church needs all of us to serve in all the ways I think that there of, are. Of uh, Paul, when he says we're members of a body, we're members of a body, and not all of us can be the hands. Um, Excellent, good use of the analogy. Some of us have to be the feet. Some of us have to be the the ears. Some of us and have to eyes. be the stinky parts. Yeah, and uh, that's our role as as minister, as not just ministers, but as Christians, belonging to the body. The body being the church. And our role is to serve the church uh, in any way that we can, whether it's sweeping up floors or preparing the Lord's Supper. You know, both are equally important because we're serving the body. We, we're being good members of the body. And um, I mean, I think you would be the mouth. A big, oh, uh, a big mouth. A big <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Full of hot air <laughs> all of my life. <laughs> You would be the big mouth of the church. There you go. Um, but I've also seen you, I've also seen you be the hands and work and uh, you know put some some blood, sweat, and maybe I don't know about tears. <laughs> but I don't know about I've tears. Seen, I have put blood. In. I have I have seen you work uh, in this church, and that's service that people don't normally see. Um, as we go about our week here at the church, there is service that. We, yeah, because you in. and me really only work on Sundays anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's it's it's equally important, you know, to it, it's it's very important to find your role, and it's equally important that you you do you you perform your role uh, as a member of the as a member of the body. What Raymond does, you know, to clean up this church, to clean up after the kids who put their their fingers, fingers in their mouth the and then they put, and put them on the glass doors and yeah. the windows crickets everywhere Cro- uh, cockroaches yeah oh my goodness how what? many potties does he clean oh man like and he, some of them he cleans them at least twice a week so yeah exactly and what he does every every week is just as important as what you're doing it is as a preacher like uh, even like what i'm doing up there leading leading worship what and he we, does is, and is, we didn't have a lot of argument and push. But, oh no, the preacher is more important than the janitor or whatever. It really isn't in the kingdom of God. It just isn't. All our What's equal. important is that all of us do our thing, do our part as a member. But then let's go out of the church world. Most people don't live in the church world. They live right. in the real, what they would call the real world. Some ideas for serving others. The one of the simplest thing I actually said this one time from the pulpit here. I said. Would you please, when you go to HEB, would you put up an extra cart? Everybody leaves their grocery carts all out in the in the parking lot, and then you can't pull into this spot or it rolls across the parking lot and dings Man. somebody's door. You know what somebody You know, did when to you're me? putting yours up, go grab one of those and put it up. Just do a little service there. I was at Walmart one time. Yeah. And somebody put their cart behind my car. Behind your car? Behind my car. 
Like I was, you I got out. to leave. You were going to have to put their card up. I got out of the store and I walked to my car and there's somebody had the audacity to leave their cart behind my car. Like the, I was parked next to the cart thingy. I always park next to the cart thingy. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> usually it's, it's kind of frustrating because the cart corral is literally right there. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I enjoy doing that. That's a thing that I like to do. Mm-hmm. I will go get somebody's cart. I'll, and, If I see a lady unloading her groceries, and especially a senior adult lady, I'll wait until she's done and say, I'll get your cart for you. I actually offered to help a senior adult lady load groceries in her car, and she said, no. Well, (laughs) you know, it's a suspicious kind of day. Yeah, right. Another thing I really like to do for people is mow their yards. Oh, yeah? I love to do that. I don't know. It's just a thing. My grass is If I can find out. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm not worried let's about see, Let's see how, how willing uh, you are to serve. But if I can find out one of my neighbors is gone out of town or something like that, for a long time, uh, mm. the lady that lived across the street from me was a single lady. And she, you know, I'd see her out there doing her yard. We'd, we'd be doing the yard at the same time. I'd be doing mine. She'd be doing her. We'd talk, you know. But I happened to know that she was out of town for like three weeks, and her yard was getting bad. So I was doing mine, so I just pushed them more across the street and did hers real fast. It didn't take me maybe 20 minutes or so and uh you know a couple three days go by a week maybe a week goes by and she came in that next night she came across the street and knocked on the door and said you mow my yard and i said well yeah i mean it was getting kind of high i was mowing mine anyway it's no big deal she said well that's the nicest mess i made you know and if that woman had not been a believer that would have been a prime moment to say listen the you know the mm-hmm. only reason i I'm not a good person, really. I'm just doing that because Jesus loves me, and I'm supposed to love others and help others. Yeah. And, you know, so what are service things? You know, uh, uh, one thing about serving others is noticing others. Uh, We might, there might be a lot of service opportunities in our lives that we just blow past every day, you know. Uh, I remember a beautiful story about this. The guy who owns Chick-fil-A, or who, the, back in the old days, 20, 23 years ago, 24 years ago, something like that, Truett Cathy is the guy who owns Chick-fil-A. I think his son is the guy now, but this is the old original guy. And Truett Cathy got to be pretty well-known as a Christian. He would go around and speak at all these big conferences. You know, I think he was with Rick Warren, I think is the one that this happened with. It might not have been Rick Warren, you know, I mean, trusting my, my faulty gray cells here. But he's at this big conference, speaks to thousands of people, you know, they're whining and dining him and taking him around, you know, right back and forth to the hotel. And, and there's a Chick-fil-A just down the street and from this, wherever this convention thing, and, and Truett, Kathy goes down to this Chick-fil-A with the big shot, I think with Rick Warren. And uh, they go in, they order something, they eat, and they go to the restroom. And uh, uh, Truett Kathy cleaned up the restroom. <laughs> he, Mr. Chick Fil A himself, the CEO of Chick Fil A, cleaned up the restroom, and uh, that was something Rick Warren kind of, uh, you know, look at that. And uh, the next day, on the way to the airport or on the way away from the thing, they stopped. He, Truett Kathy, wanted to stop at this other uh, fast food place, not a Chick Fil A. And wanted to go in. I don't know if they ordered any food, but he had to go to the restroom. And, you know, Rick went with him, you know. 
And Trick Kathy cleaned that restroom. He oh, got man. extra towels and washed down the basin and washed out the urinal, wiped oh, it wow. down, and then washed his hands through all the and and you know, Rick Warren is like, What are you doing? And Mr. Kathy says, I've trained my people to leave everywhere better than they found it. Hmm. He's, this is a way to live. And man, not, yeah. Carry somebody's groceries. Buy them an extra loaf of bread. You know, go over and fix her window that's broken. That's been broken for a long time. Uh, some some older person's got a house that's needing some, some repair. Go over there and do it for them. Just surprise them. Show up and do it. Bake somebody a cake. You know, um, notice people and do little acts of service. What a great world it'd be. Yeah, if we just really sat down and figured out, you know, how can I serve somebody else? And um, when possible, say, listen, I don't serve because I'm a superman or something. I serve because Jesus loves people. And he, Jesus' mm-hmm. love has been poured out on my heart. and So I just wanted to do something nice for somebody else. Yeah, and... When we serve others, you know, we open we open the door to the possibility of sharing the gospel. Yes, and that's that's really why we're called to serve. Cause well, and and that is a that is a benefit of service. I don't want to say that it's why it sounds manipulative. Mm. Well, I'll go over there and I'll paint their house, so and I, then they'll have to listen mm, to me. Okay, so that's not exactly Maybe what a we benefit, want. Uh, like a service needs to be a natural part of my life, yeah. and springing from that naturally may come the question. Hey, why are you helping me why, out? Yeah, why are you doing this? And so, if that question arises, then I am able to say Jesus has made a difference in my life. It opens the door to yeah. to planting a seed and, and sharing the gospel. Right. And I think ultimately that's that's important, you know, and that is a byproduct of, of service, and we're called to serve. So figure out your purpose, you know, figure out uh, how you can serve, uh, whether it be in the church or at work or with your family or your friends. Figure out how you can serve somebody, serve um serve with a with a kind heart with a willing heart not out of spite or obligation but out of joy and and love look around look around look around and see who needs it the nursing home always needs it senior adults always need something uh just look around and remember that the motto of our church is love grow serve that's right well that was our episode hope you guys enjoy it and uh You know, find a place, find a way. Love, grow, and serve. Peace out.